morning, good morning. Welcome to another episode of Down by Law with your host, Daryl A. Gray, the million dollar mouthpiece, the one and only, the, the one that was made special by the man above. One half of, well, I'm sorry, one third of the dynamic trio, Wright and Gray and Harris. Good morning, guys. We have another very special guest. He's a return visitor. So blessed and fortunate to have this guy as a part of our uh, eternal team, Mr. Larry Lavallee Sr. A junior. I'm junior. You're junior. Yeah. So you got a third now. I got a third, man. Wow. The legacy lives on, right? Yes, indeed. So, Larry, how are you? Good morning. I'm great, man. How are you? I'm doing well. Glad to have you here. Man, it's such a, a blessing and opportunity to be in your graces, man. You yeah, know, man. when we link up, we we talk. Yeah, yeah, We talk yeah. that talk. Well, you know, there's always... When I was thinking about this episode, you know, we've we've had you on before, and I was like, man, one thing about speaking to Larry is that it's always going to be a candid conversation that mm-hmm. is uh, hard hitting and it resonates, you know, mm-hmm. and that's important for our culture, our people, just having these kind of conversations amongst men, uh, entrepreneurs, professionals, fathers, uh, husbands. Absolutely, you know, that's 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 what people need to hear about. They need to hear from us. Um, in terms of ke- checking the temperature of what's going on in the world and, and what to expect coming down the pipe. So uh, for those who don't know, what I want you to do is introduce yourself again to our listening audience and um, explain who you are, what you do, and why you are so great at what you do. Awesome. Um, Larry Lavallee, Jr., owner and founder of Innovative IT Partners, um, also founder of the IT Kids STEM Learning Center, um, proud father of five, two set of twins. Wow. Blessed. Wow. 11-year-old twins and newborns, and wow. one, in, one in the middle, so total of five, and uh, proud husband, honorable man of God, mover and shaker. Uh, <laughs> talk that talk. We, we're making some <laughs> things happen in the, in the IT industry in this great city of New Orleans, and it's going to spread uh, Huge, massive vision, as I always say. That's my key word, massive. I love that because it has no limit. Um, and and we, we're just going to take this to another level. So, um, yeah, man, that's me. Innovative IT Partners. Tell us about it. Tell us about <laughs> your company. Because it, it, it has evolved since I've known Man, you, what has I, it? Which I find that, you know, like like my grandma said, it tickles me. <laughs> the fact that you've, you've grown, and I mean, your, your growth trajectory has been just astounding to watch. But just just the, the, the evolution of your company. Let's talk mm-hmm. about it. Because I want people to know where you came from and where you started. Right. Because it, it gives everything, you know, perspective. Yeah, man, most definitely. So uh, it, we were True Care Technology. Uh, we're, we're 11 years old, 11 years old, tenured. Uh, yeah, yeah. Wow. True care technology, man. I started when I was a uh, senior in college and, uh, just doing it work on the side, um, fixing computers, you know, here and there, actually working for an it company while I was in college and just, uh, uh developed a huge skill set and, and love for it. It was always my passion as a kid, but wasn't, uh, exposed until maybe my, my sophomore year of undergrad, which was at the great uh, Ground Lake State University. Uh, and so um, coming through that, <laughs> coming through that, um, just had a vision of always owning an IT company, but knew knew, knew nothing about the entrepreneurship side of, of IT. Uh, just, 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 you know, always knew there were IT guys out there, but didn't know that you can evolve it to something 
uh, way bigger than your than than your current thoughts. So. Uh, we're we're now what's considered to be an MSP. We're a managed service provider in IT. So we provide uh, build out and management services in the world of IT from start to finish. Uh, we're we're your partner. We're an asset to your business. We're going to continue to uh, to make sure your technology foundation grows and is stable, so you can continue to make money and and grow your business and scale out. Uh, so we're not just your IT guys, IT firm. We are your uh, CTO, we are your uh, managed service provider. We are the IT guys. So we're we're basically uh, that technology resource um, uh, that you need to to grow your business. Like I said before, but uh, uh, MSP uh, not really heard of in the South. Uh, you have a lot of technology companies, IT companies that provide services, but uh, not too many out there that are trying to offer a full solution, start to finish. Uh, and, and, you know, so the conversation is fairly new to a lot of, um, uh, of our clients, uh, when we do, uh, tell them who we are and what we can offer. And, and a lot of times they love the ideas and the vision that we have for their business. We're just as enthused about their company as we are for ours. So that -hmm. makes the conversation very, um, organic, uh, when we're at the conference table discussing, uh, how we can, we can, you know benefit their business how did you go from being a kid with a computer and a dream to where you are right now <laughs> like like what 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 were the milestones along your journey because i mean you're you're under 40 years old and again you know we're talking about a, a, a i'm just gonna say it a, a quite visionary approach to the business and and growth of your company mm-hmm. how did you get from there to where you are now you know who mentored you, who 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 guided you on your path, who pushed you in a direction to where, you know, you could just take off. You know, just like when you ride right. to ride a bike, somebody got to give you a boost. You, you know, know, it's crazy, man. It's it's um, growing up, always had a love. I was discussing with my mom the last time we did a show because she was, and I'll throw this out there real quick, man. She was literally in tears because I've never shared that story with her that I discussed on our show, on your show the first time we met. As far as um, um, God put her in position to have certain things at home that sparked my curiosity in technology. Uh-huh. So I'm from a little town called Marksville, Louisiana. We're central Louisiana. I didn't see any IT people, tech guys growing of up. Not. You know, I didn't, especially anyone who looked like me that was in the world of technology. Did y'all have yeah. a blockbuster? We had a blockbuster. Okay. And That's I stayed start. in that thing. That's a start. Right? I begged her every Friday to go to Blockbuster after after school <laughs> so I could get a, a Sega Genesis game. And I can try to hold on to it. We had to return it that Monday. Right. I tried to hold on to it. It'd be a late fee. i go hide it on purpose so I could try to keep it. Because I knew if you kept it for more than uh, two weeks, you, you had to buy it. Right. And so, you know, my mother constantly got bills in the mail for a, a $29 game. Uh, that she was like, Larry, we never dropped back off. And so, interesting enough, we had a blockbuster, but, uh, man, we're just always curious, right? I remember my mom bought her first computer, man, through Finger Hut. Never forget, Mm. right? She did what she had to do, right? Mail order. Man, that bad bad boy came in the the mail as a a gateway computer with a cow in the front in a white box. Gateway. Uh, Big, huge monitor, big, tall tower. And I literally remember opening up the side of it and adding uh, an internet card, 56K modem internet card from our uh, internet provider in the wow. area, which was called Cricket. No, it was AOL, 
AOL, AOL, AOL free disc that yeah, you, that you, you got the at, the, at the at the store. You ran in it. If you had a modem connected to your tower, you were able to get internet connected. That's it. That's what you heard. That's what you heard. And yep. so downloading things that took two days uh, because it was only <laughs> 56 kilobytes a second, uh, a minute type type deal. And so uh, just always interested, man. would take my mom's uh, 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 video recorder and record myself. Wow. Um, just, just was interested the way you're able to capture video on a little small miniature tape and you had to pop it into a large tape to play it on the VHS. Right. Yeah. And so I was just always interested in that, but never knew that it was just implanted in me. I was exposed to it as a kid. Yeah. You were but, the, the seeds, the seeds were, were, were being sold. And then oddly enough, um, I didn't learn like everybody else. So I was more of a visual learner. Mm. So I like to work, learn with my hands and by, I could watch something till this day. I could see a picture to this day and paint it in my head and duplicate it. When you dream, you dream in color. Man, seriously. <laughs> I love it. Seriously, I can, I could see something. It can enthuse me about an idea. I can have a thought about it and then go out and do it. And so it's not from reading uh, directly. So, so I learned different. But anyway, not seeing anybody who really uh, did what I was, you know, thinking about was just always savvy with computers. And, um, you know, I tell I told my mom this. I said, if if I knew which you won't, if I knew the ability I have right now at that age, I mean, I probably would have been the next next. Uh, yeah, you have been like uh, your boy from Facebook you and know, all that. Yeah, you know, because that Gates. because they were exposed to it at an early, early on, age yeah, yeah. and they knew the, the inner lining of it. And so their their focus, just like if you want to play football in the NFL and you've been exposed from Pop Warner, you have tunnel vision. Right. You ain't you ain't worried about anything else but getting to that level. Getting to that level. And increasing your skills. It didn't set. evolve into uh, to me until later on in life. And so that kind of brings me to my so so n- not a whole bunch of mentorship, mm-hmm. but more or less uh, organic path anomaly growth. of just an internal something drive. Yeah, you so you just you just were you just had a thirst for it, a passion for it, and you just you just continue to to follow it, and when things un- unlocked, you just absolutely kept going. And I and I never forget. Um, I never forget. So when you when you when you include entrepreneurship in that, right? I never forget my first time wanting. I, I would say more, right? Mm-hmm. So never flew on, never flew on a plane ever in my life till probably maybe my sophomore year of college, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm on this plane, and I see a brother uh, approach the plane with a. Uh, I never forget what he had on. He had on a, a sports coat, some jeans, and a briefcase. Mm-hmm. And I just asked him, like, what were you doing? He's like, I'm going on a business trip. He's like, but it's a one-dayer. He's like, I'm flying out this morning. <laughs> like, wow. I'm getting back on the plane at 5 o'clock, and I'm heading back home. <laughs> turn around. And I he, call and, turn right, around. Turn around. So he owned his own business. And I never forget, like, yearning for that. Mm-hmm. But didn't know how to get to that. Didn't know what that meant. I like, didn't know what that meant. Yeah. But just something about uh, someone looking like that approach and sitting in first class enthuse right. me to to want to know enough for you to even ask the question Man. like most people see somebody like that and they're like you know whatever like right. they don't have the 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 un, undying thirst for knowledge and understanding 
won't allow them to uh, push them to ask the question. Some people just like, I just can't walk up to somebody asking right. a question like that. Like, what you do? Like, literally, he um, he looked at me and I glanced back at him. And, and when I got the window of opportunity, I just I said, so, you know, what you do? Like, what do, what do you, you know, I see you dress. He was like, well, he's like, just a daring back trip. Going to, I think he was going to Houston. Wow. Turn right back around and come. But anyway, so that that kind of like opened my 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 mind for entrepreneurship, and so I had a yearn for business and a yearn to grow in the in the technology space, and so that together has gave me a vision out this world for innovative IT partners to the point where I did a name change two years ago. I did a DBA because I wanted to just be a more uh, organized or uh, organized more. It was just a pivotal point for right, us, right? Right. You know, I mean that's that's a part of that's a part of the the journey when you're an entrepreneur. You look at where you are and where you want to be, and something, some opportunity, some changes are required to get to the next level. And I'm not saying that I I, I was crazy about your original name. Uh, right. You told me that. Yeah. <laughs> but but I also understand why you made the change, and I understand the value of the change because just like with. Facebook going to Meta, to Meta which we're yeah. going to talk about. I really mm-hmm. want to talk about that because I know you just came from out that way. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, the thing about the thing about growth is you have to accept it as a natural uh, part of the process of owning a business, of becoming a entrepreneur and becoming a uh, a successful person in life. When you make when you take that uh, when you make the decision to do so, and like I said earlier, with you being as young as you are and creating a business that is not only uh, surviving but thriving, that says a lot about your, like you talked about, some of your innate uh, curiosities that push you to get to where you want it to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, innovative IT partners, like one of the things that, and this is, you know, speaking of, of the uh, MSPs and all of that stuff, what you guys do, you guys really are big with uh, professional services, like mm-hmm. people like myself, dentists, mm-hmm. you know, doctors, phar- uh, pharmacists. You mm-hmm. guys really help that tech help us master technology and, and use it to advance our businesses, mm-hmm. which is phenomenal. Because with professional services, it's such a you know such a unique and specific kind of deal. So you know, it's about the person and the client right you know what i mean the, per- the relationships the, the, yeah the doctor and the patient you know right but how do you take technology and uh enhance their mm-hmm. relationship mm-hmm. and you know once you once you embrace it then it, it it's like rocket fuel yep. for the business the keyword business aspect of it embrace it yeah you gotta accept you gotta yeah, you, a, we we fight we fight with clients at of times. course you it's, know they don't want the change they don't well they look at the change financially and i get it you're running a business you know uh I come in the door telling them, telling the client, I, I can be a little over the top because mm-hmm. I like I, I work out of a spirit of excellence. So right. <laughs> I don't want to I can't I can't give you a mediocre Band-Aid solution right. and then put my name on it. And and because I'm always I'm always going to sell it to you as if this is going to be the solution that you need because it is. Right. So it's not even really selling it, but I'm, I'm going to give you the expectation that this is the solution you need. Well, Larry, we found another solution on Amazon that, you know, da-da-da-da-da. Well, I can't really. And so the fight sometime in, in, in technology that's used to enhance your business, hey, Larry, is it really needed? How is it going to benefit us? 
right, this is your baby. You take ownership of it. So if it right. fails, it fails. But if it succeeds, which it will, you know, so that conversation sometimes even with the smallest thing, especially when you have newer clients who they never heard of you before, but they trust you because somebody else gave them a referral that they trust. So they're like, this guy got a something. You know, I'm going to tell you the truth. I think that I think that a lot of times and, and the referral business for you is the, the referral business for you and what you do is it's critical. And I'm going to tell you why. I think that for professionals, it boils it boils down to trust, mm-hmm. like the the trust of your clients, um, your, your client relationship, mm-hmm. professional client relationship and your clients information. Because Man. we got we have confidentiality that we have to keep in the forefront of our minds. Absolutely. And a lot of people don't want to give up control of those situations. Mm-hmm. But what but but you have to understand if you are a professional who's looking to grow your business, right? And you understand innovation is the key to growth, then you look for a um, IT partner who can allow you to build and grow and expand on a level that that outpaces the people that you know that you're competing. Yeah, because if you don't, you will get lapped right I mean, quickly by your, by your competitor quickly because they know the value of it. Especially nowadays, like you know, um, lawyers are notorious in the sense of we're dinosaurs in mm-hmm. terms of embracing technology. Mm-hmm. You can you can take ten lawyers, and I guarantee you. The vast majority of them, 70 percent maybe, don't have a they're not they may be five to six years behind on technology. Yeah. And um, that's by design a lot of times because Mm -hmm. we take an approach of if if it's not broke, don't fix it. Absolutely. We don't even know if it's broken or not because we don't know what's going on outside. You could be completely vulnerable and not even I mean, I've walked into firms and it's I'm like, you're, you're so wide open, you don't even know it. Right. You know, you're still working out of a an outdated server environment, but it's working, right? It's working. You're making money. Your business is, is doing what it's thing. It's you doing think. Its thing. It's, you think. Right. But it takes one little Lego block to be pulled off the foundation. Right. And your whole business could literally crash. Yeah, like just, you know, and the thing, I'm going to tell you what, I'm going to tell you what put, what put me on the path to embrace, not only embracing the technology, but being on the cutting edge and riding a wave of technology was all of the, the setbacks that we had during um, storms and hurricanes. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, for me, it became a situation to where, look, look, we have to accept the fact that, you know, you need to be, you need to have a fluid business model. Like, you need to be able to move quickly. You need to be able to change and and be able to have remote access, cloud-based yes. stuff. This oh, is, man, you know, so... All of that jazz. And and that's important because if not, you're 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 static, you can't move like you want to. You can't, you know, you can't, um, you can't create satellite businesses, right. and offices as quickly as you would uh, otherwise have to, uh, have the ability to do. So for me, embracing technology and being again on the cutting edge of technology is is critical. Imagine if imagine if everything in your business, and I'm speaking to someone right now, but imagine if everything in your business was only lo- locally accessible. Right. You had no cloud, anything. You had no redundancies in place. Your one bad power outage, hurricane, Internet outage away from potentially right. uh, bankrupting your business. So many are like that right now. Can't do it. They have they have. We need to be able to either scale or rebuild your business within 
days. Right. And it's only days because we're waiting on an internet connection. Right. Hey, from the, an ISP. The crazy thing too is that you know you talk about innovation and, and tech innovation. The 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 fact that that's a reality now. Yeah. We can scale <laughs> or rebuild in a week. Yes, literally. And that's based upon the fact that technology has advanced to the degree to where there's so many different aspects of retaining data, uh, so many different aspects of creating a, uh, a infrastructure of, for a satellite office. Yes. Like you essentially can say, all right, I can take my office right now and I can move the, move it to Hong Kong and set it up and operate in the same fashion other than other than being physically present yep. than I would be if I was here in Man, New Man, it's so beautiful. It's so beautiful. It allows companies to literally just scale overnight, transition overnight, right? maneuver to a new build-out overnight, right. really. I mean, the only issue we're having right now is is uh, access to equipment just because of we're still in the little COVID, yeah, 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 yeah. COVID cycle of, of getting equipment. But literally cloud computing, which uh, is what everything is evolving to, right. is great from a management standpoint, a security standpoint. Um, it's easier for me to uh, fix an issue of a of a compromised account remotely via the cloud than a physical piece of equipment at your office. Right. Um, you hey, know. you know another thing too is that what a lot of business professionals don't um, just people who own companies in general who, who are looking to grow and scale um, they don't understand the the how technology can allow you to grow your business by reducing your overhead and your cost Ooh, as well. Man. You're thinking about the upfront <laughs> expense versus the, the 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 benefit of the investment that you're gonna make. So if it costs you ten thousand dollars to make a hundred, that's a ten time on your money. Absolutely. You need to you need to you need to look at that as a business owner. Absolutely. In terms of if that's the move to make and the pros and the cons of that. You know, I, I always do a cost benefit analysis on any decision that I make as it relates to business. And one of the prime examples of, of that is when you're able to hire remote workers and create these 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 cloud ecosystems for your business. Right. And that's just so it's so critical because it cuts down on your on your uh, brick and mortar space that you need you, to operate. You know, you're you, huge. You, I mean, huge. it's just it's just it's a game changer. You have, you have you have. So think about this. And they're out there. You have legitimate uh, big box companies that have no headquarters anymore <laughs> since COVID. That's there some. Their headquarters is in a it's in a cloud environment. Right. Everybody remotes from home. Um, hell, they may have a, just a PO box. Right. For I mean, literally, COVID you know? changed the game. COVID, oh man, uh, it, it became an essential element of of survival to be able to innovate into a cloud space, right. you know, for whatever business you own, if you could, you know, that it, you also saw the rise of many, many, many online entrepreneurs, yep. you know, because, you know, I, I know they call it, I hadn't even dug into it really, but I hear, I hear this term called a great resignation. A lot of people mm. realize like, oh man, I can start my own business mm -hmm. with a thousand bucks. You know, all it requires is me to have a presence on the uh, online and on social media, whatever case may be take my skills and market those skills and use this technology we're talking about, you know, being able to work remotely or whatever the case may be, interact with people from around uh, potential customers or clients from around the world. Right. Just based surely on the fact that you have a connection to the, the internet. Is it still called the internet? Like you got, I mean, on your, what is it called now? Just I mean, the, is it the metaverse? It, it, that's what it's evolving into. Wow. It's going to evolve into that because imagine, I mean, it, 
I look, it's going to have its good and bad. So think about it, Daryl. It's going to it's going to change up the social interaction. Of all, we normal, are we are ready there, right? And so imagine. So so I keep saying this, right? I keep putting it on my social media. I put it on Twitter, etc. And and I get I get a lot of uh, kickback from it because people can't visualize five years from now. So I keep saying five years if keep resonating. Five, with, you know they can't see twenty. Twenty, five, twenty. You're not going to even. You might not have any human interaction for a month. Yep. Period. You may be able to isolate yourself to the point where Larry was here for this meeting, but I ain't physically saw him in over thirty days. Right. But I I saw his avatar who looks just like him. Yeah. And literally in the digital flesh. What do you call it? Uh. The holograms, yeah. like it's gonna be, it's we're gonna evolve to that. You know, the one of the things I mean, speaking, we're skipping a little bit ahead in the conversation, but that's fine. The metaverse, right? Um, I'm looking at it in terms of what's going to happen and where we will be in 20 years. You're talking about five, but in 20 years, the there will be a completely different life for the average human being yes and um you know like right now i think COVID was a, a prelude to that it was a it, it was. was a dress rehearsal but at the same time it allowed it's, it's allowing society to accept isolation quarantine and that would be the the that's going to be the the rule of the day in the next 20 years because the metaverse is such a uh expansive idea yes and innovation indeed. you know what i mean like the evolution of, of human interaction is going to be now you can be in Mumbai and I could be here in New Orleans and we can work together and we can damn near be best I friends mean, literally and never, never meet physically each meet each other. Yeah, you know, we interact in a in a in a uh, technological created environment. The heptic feedback handshake. Everything be, like I can touch you, you can touch me based on a we'll, suit or whatever we it, have. It on. will be the normal and the only thing makes it unnormal now is your thought process. Mm. Right. When I'm having this conversation with people, and I'm like, look, in five years, you're going to see an evolution in tech. In 20 years, I'll be able to reside on the moon if I want to. I'm just hypothetically speaking. Right. That That's would coming. be that would be I will have an op- I tell my kids, you're going to have an option of where you want to live as far as planets. And they look at me like I'm crazy. Man, no. I'm so deep into that world because it revolves about around what I do daily. Uh, but the only thing that stops you from you know, from from accepting it right now is that, man. You know, they'll never let they, that happen. They'll who whether, is they? Well, the day you're talking about are already up on it. Yeah, they on the game. They want to see it happen. Man, between AI, metaverse, space exploration, yeah, the 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 writing is on the wall. Like you're looking at the hallmarks of isolated human communities, like what they're building in Dubai in the next twelve years. The whole hundred. Uh, mile glass wall uh community is is a real thing that's right. going to happen they're going to have their own ecosystem their own technology within that glass bubble and if you're not in the thought process of it now about how technology is going to evolve this world it's it's not going to stop right right and you can either get left behind and play catch up but we have this idea that man that that sounds good but the world will never let that happen da, da, da. why not uh, elon tesla like these things are evolving mm-hmm. to the point where even so when we talk about ISP just briefly, internet service providers, you have so many uh, mom-pop internet companies popping up right now uh, because uh, the pipeline for internet is being sold to mm-hmm. smaller entities like mine, mm-hmm. right? 
And so I can create innovative IT internet, you know, be an internet provider based on a pipeline that's accessible for for everybody. Based right. on if you have capital, if you have a group that can access it, right? Uh, someone like Tesla, Elon is making, which is already there. I've already ordered mine. I'm waiting on it to come in. But uh, uh, Starlink is the internet uh, side of Tesla. It's a little miniature satellite they give you. It sits in your backyard. You run an Ethernet cable into your house. You have one gigabit up and down speeds consistently, mm. right, for about 120 bucks a month. It's working off the same satellites that the vehicles are working off of. So when the Tesla drives, it's working off a middle sa- uh, uh, mini satellite that's under orbit, and he has millions of them up there. So the Internet is going to be just as stable. So wow. no hurricane, no disruption. As long as you have power, you have Internet connection, right? So you think about in 2022 how that has evolved, and that's a conversation right now. What do you think is going to happen in the next five years? Man, you're gonna have you're gonna have DNA computing, like you said, the uh, what is it, heptic suits. Hep- yeah, you're I'll be able those. to wear a heptic sweater, heptic uh, shirt, and and literally get a hug from my mom. Right, four hundred miles from here. That's crazy, man. And and it and it feels just as real, right? Insane. So so um, I just recently came back from San Francisco. Uh, I was fortunate enough to go to the uh, Apple. Event. Silicon Valley, Silicon, you were out Valley, Silicon Valley, yeah. And so it was. A, it was a hell of an experience for me, man. I, I, How much I, money I was, did you see out there, man? That's real. Like people, like you, think like you talk that? about athletes and actors. Man, and, that ain't nothing, man. The uh, money. Pete did it. One of my favorite people on the planet, man. This man ain't talking about nothing when you start talking you, about you. Tick as you drive through the valley and then you hit Cupertino, and you see that Apple campus. You don't even have to. You don't even have to be in technology, in tech. But just if you have a somewhat of an entrepreneur right. mindset, right? And you, you see it. how modern and I mean, you see that big circle, which is their corporate headquarters. A circle <laughs> with that is seventy uh, percent powered by solar panels. That is so insane, man! You don't see now one surveillance camera, but they're there. Of course. They're integrated within the trees, within the, the sidewalk. I mean, right? It's so like, it's like a it's like a movie. It's a movie. The grass looks artificial and it's real. The trees look artificial and they're real. They probably they probably got the technology where they they optimize themselves they're, to, the, to they're, the environment. Their underwater <laughs> system is nurturing the trees. You see no sprinklers, you see right? <laughs> But it's green and modern. And, and But anyway, so I'm taking all this in, and it took me a couple of days to even, like, really speak about it. I mean, you know, my wife went with me, and she's just looking at my face like, you're really in your glory right now. Yeah, because, that, was, that was it for you. Right, so so the unveiling of the iPhone 14, being around all these tech heads, all these people I follow on YouTube who are big-time, uh, um, you know, podcasters when it comes to tech. Mm-hmm. I mean, who Apple endorses these people. and, and That's to, to To basically tell everyday folks about their product because uh and so even the evolution of that think about that like apple doesn't even have to do their own marketing really anymore brand the brand is everything they have other people who sit there and talk about it all day who they pay and these big wigs are there who i'm seeing familiar faces but anyway man i'm there and here you got you got google in the space you got uh you got the uh, uh computer museum in the space you have meta you know you have all these places, which were un, uh, you couldn't, uh, they were inaccessible because of COVID. So right. in, in California, they take, you know, they really take precaution. 
heavy that's on that. Serious. So just just like in Europe, they're serious yeah, about COVID. Serious. Like we as Americans, yeah, we we got our own. <laughs> we, talking about a bubble, we we live within a bubble, man. And we need right. a lot of, especially Black Americans. We need to travel. Yes, we need to go outside of this country, experience life from another perspective. Yes, and then I guarantee you, your your your, your whole your, mi- your mindset, changes. your mental evolution will be rapid. Man, the things that you, I know, we kind of getting off, you know, but. The, the conversations that uh, intrigue you and entertain you, you don't, they're so different to the co- common conversation with people who look like you on every day. You're trying to get people to think bigger, but they've never been exposed to it. And you, I'm going to tell you something else. This is what this is what blew my mind about traveling. I've been traveling for, I've been fortunate enough to travel essentially my whole life because of my grandparents who just, took me and just drove me all over. I mean, had me all over the place. But as an adult traveling outside of the country and seeing so many different uh, cultures and, and people, the one thing that always resonated with me and just really helped me grow to the person that I am and I continue to grow into is the fact that we as black people have such an influence heavy. on global heavy, culture. Heavy. You know, I've had people, I've had people tell me, especially black people from other countries, say, you know, we look to you guys, I meaning black Americans, right. as the the leaders. Like, we look, whatever y'all are doing, we're going to take that and we're going to run with it. Mm-hmm. And it's just not even just, you know, they take it in, in like, like, again, like my grandma it, always say, you know, you, you're not reinventing the wheel, you're adding a spoke to it. Right. Like, they take what we do mm-hmm. and they make it their own right. in their own way. Right. You know what I mean? So, that's something that we as black people in America don't really understand, mm-hmm. but we need to really wrap our minds around that because if you know that, if you know how important you are, just the, the regular Joe Blow, man. if you knew how globally important you are, <laughs> your whole mindset would change. You start really talking that talk. Yeah, like it's something different, man. And and, and you're looked at in a certain light sometime, unfortunately, <clears throat> as uh, who this guy thinks he, thinks he is. But, but that's all right, though. You, you found out who you are. And you want other people to understand who they are. You know, who who do you think you are, Daryl Gray? I, I think I'm this, and I, I want you to think the same too, my brother, my sister. Hey, if, if you, we could have that conversation. But you know, that's the same conversation that was had in the civil rights movement. Like, mm-hmm. who do you think you are? You not you can't get up here and ask to vote. You can't get up right. here and ask for equality. Who do you think you are? I think that I'm a human being. Right. And I deserve <laughs> right. to be treated as such. Absolutely. And the same goes for our appreciation of who we are in the greater human conversation and the evolution of, of humanity. We drive that. We are the engine right. for it. And we need to embrace that and embrace understand. Embrace and start it. being proud of it. And be and being proud of Walk it. And it's that. not and it's not about, oh, you know, I, I dislike you because you look different than right. me. Right. I, I don't. I don't. I it's don't. Not even, that, it's, I don't believe it's in it. It's so far from that. That's the right. conversation I have with my kids. So we're discussing different global things going on. They're seeing on the news. They're being talked about at school, et cetera. Right. And I'm expressing to them, and then you know they, they laugh now because they're young, and so they're like, "Man, Dad is always on this empowerment." So I'm telling my my wife, I'm like, "One thing they gonna know for sure, they gonna know who they are as right. women and men in this world." They're going to know what their last name means. They're going to they know what their first name means. They're going to walk with a sense of pride. And I'm raising them like that. Yeah. And, and, yes, and, and I feel no way about it. But one way is that my mother did what she did 
to the best of her ability of what she could as a mother. She mm. did an awesome job because I'm a product of that. Right. I'm going to take what she gave me, and I'm going to continue to add on to it for the legacy. You know, one of the things I definitely want to talk to you about was fatherhood and being a you know a leader of your, your family as a black man. But I want to tie up this conversation that we're having first about technology, mm-hmm. your, your visit to Silicon Valley, and what you – Glean from that being where you are right. as a um, one as a, a, a tech entrepreneur, mm-hmm. two as a black person in America, um, and how all of this relates to what what's coming down the pipe in the next thirty to forty right. in our lifetime, the next right. 30, 35, 40 years. And I want just just by by for uh, perspective for the listeners, your boy Elon Musk, who mm-hmm. is one of the the juggernauts of, right. of modern technology and the future that we're, that is being built for us, as you just talked about. Right. Space Link and the internet and his and Tesla. Um, this man lives in a nine hundred square foot home. Yep, because you don't need all that. <laughs> his and, now, and 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 got it, got it, it got it, got it. Now, mind you, like you're talking about uh, Silicon Valley. Those are some of the richest zip codes, yes, the most sir. expensive zip codes in America. Yes, which sir. means there's mo- some of the most expensive real estate in the world. When I and this guy lives in a 900-square-foot home. And it's content. Now, I don't know how content his family is, et cetera, but the thing about it, he has a vision, and he's going he's gonna to get it at all costs. Right. And so, you know, who knows what sacrifices he deals with on a daily basis, but, yeah, the man stays in his own town. Yeah. Uh, what, Giga, yeah, Texas? Yeah, whatever, whatever he created. Right? So so the thing about him, he's, he's definitely doing some big things. But, man, t- to answer your question, Daryl, Silicon Valley, man, was an experience uh, being, in, being in on my playground. Um, you see African Americans and people of other races, brown and black folks, who are uh, – Living in a eight hundred thousand dollar shack, <laughs> right? Who told shack. you know? Who 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 personally told me? Hey, I bought this house seven years ago for six hundred grand. It's worth one point two million right now. That's insane, right? Man. I'm 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 on Apple's campus. Apple's campus headquarters is in a neighborhood, mm-hmm. right? Like a New Orleans neighborhood. The surrounding houses are nothing nice. I mean, they're nice, but they're not. They're, they they're, not like, mind, they're not mind-blowing. No, sir. Millions, million-plus average uh, uh, house, you know, comps in that area, right? So Apple is purchasing a lot of those houses for employees, right. you know, to stay close to campus. But uh, I made when, – when I was there, I, I took a picture and I made, and I made a statement. I said, uh, man, the world is abundant with opportunity because that's what I really felt, like, at that moment. Right. Like, my thought in here in New Orleans is nothing compared to what's truly out there. Mm-hmm. And I got an ounce of exposure to that um, when I was in California a couple of weeks ago. And to see how enthused these people were about a product that was being launched that almost looked like the current product you have in your hand, but the innovation of technology within that product just continues to evolve. And right. Apple has a business model, of course, where they're doing it little by little for a reason. The fact that now you could be on top of a mountain with no uh, service 
and your Apple iPhone connects to a satellite <laughs> to send out an emergency text message or phone call. It's monumental. That's I don't care how you look at it. You don't have a sat phone. Not a sat phone. You it's have a, a regular everyday device in your hand that could be used in an emergency situation that could potentially save. You're not just affecting yourself when you get saved to situations like that. You're affecting your whole your whole family. Your whole family, right? Right, right. And so being <laughs> so being exposed to that, being exposed to the to the elements to see uh folks living on that magnitude now people have negatives and positives about the whole thing of course the but, big brother um, the big brother argument right. you know the the, the connectivities of, of of the the powers that be to, right. to us on a daily basis and all that but stuff. one thing they are very consistent with their conversation as far as security and privacy uh as far as evolving technology in their time the correct way because if you gave everyone what they're working on so so I I have a I have a friend who I went to undergrad with who actually works for Apple. So we met with her uh and had dinner and it was a great conversation. Of course she couldn't tell me anything and I'm picking, I'm picking, trying to get information. <laughs> of course. And she's not answering and and I respect it and she respects what I do. But to know or to even think about uh what the future is. If they gave us all this technology right now, would your brain truly be prepared? Right. That was the that was the thought I came of, from of when I left not. that conversation. The the thought that I had even on the plane was, if you knew what was out there right now, could you even in your industry handle it? No, you couldn't. No. So it has to be showcased to you in stages because it would be used for good and bad. You know, I'm gonna tell you something about that because we're ha- we're having a conversation about technology and. As much as I embrace it and understand technology, I am also one of those people who can walk away from it in the sense of I understand uh, personal perspective and interpersonal uh, experiences and growth require for you to unplug. Mm-hmm. So That is uh, true. So similar to like, you know, on Walden Pond with uh, Emerson or Thoreau, whichever one it was, I can't remember. Whoever, whoever lived on Walden Pond, you, had, you have to be in a position where you – unplug and, and focus on the most simplistic aspects of, of life and f- use that to then go back into it to have a simplistic approach to the advancements of technology. And it's so big once you do. Yeah, because it, it gives you a different, like, if, it's you, a, if you were stuck in it. Like over, dropping acid. If you were stuck in it and <laughs> overthinking consistently, you probably wouldn't even get anywhere. Right. And you would be no evolution of right. it, right? But you unplug which some as entrepreneurs, that's when we have our greatest thoughts. Exactly. You know, exactly. three o'clock in the morning when I have no tech in front of me, when I'm just up because I'm an early riser, and I just get these thoughts of like mm-hmm. just this monumental ideas, massive, that I, like massive ideas to evolve things. Um, it's is at the most silent time of my environment. You know, and, and 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 to your comment, that's why for me, like whatever was presented to me, if if if, if a clone of myself walked into this room right now, mm-hmm. I would be, I would, I would like it. Would, I'd be like, wow. But at the same time, it wouldn't, it wouldn't be something that would just throw me for a loop in the sense of I understand that the human mind can imagine anything. Yeah. So the technology behind that came from it it's always it gonna from come some, from somebody's mind i tell my technicians all the time um when we when we're you know head banging against the wall because we're trying to figure out a, an issue i stop and i think about it and i say another man made this they, they'll tell you i always say this another man made this i know it's an answer out it's there. an answer it's a solution yeah don't come back to me 
until we find it. It's an answer out there. This, you know, God implanted this vision into a man. He he, he got it programmed. He, he made it. it and he made it, and it has a solution to fixing it, right? And so I find even, and you can even, I find even some of the simplest uh, answers and solutions are not found on Google. Mm. So I say that within the terms of if you overanalyze or over-research something on Google, you will not find a clear answer. Right. Typically, that means it's a very simple answer. Mm-hmm. And so I go into it with that with that mindset. But uh, just just circling back to that real quick, just a, a, a massive, uh, great experience. Uh, I came home on fire, enthused. I mean, my office feels it right now because that's good. I'm on two hundred percent. That's like a retreat. That was like yes. a retreat for you, so to speak. It was two hundred. When when I when I got the invitation to come, people ask me, "Are you?" Did they? Did people pay? You know, is it paid for? No, this is an investment on myself. Man, that's come on, man. That's about growth. You got to get out there. If if the business, if the leader isn't growing, the business isn't growing. Look, let's let's jump in. We because we don't have a whole lot of time. You know, one of the things I wanted to make sure I talked to you about was uh, fatherhood as a black man, as an entrepreneur, and what's what's how have you how have you learned to uh, really handle and, and and manage those two critical points yes. of your life yeah man it is it is it is an everyday pivot so so what means the most of you right now in your life um foundation in my family and uh growth within my 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 business right and so both are the foundation, the growth of the business is a conduit for my family um, long term. Mm-hmm. And so so the balance, the seesaw every day um, is some of my greatest challenges. So I get folks that say, man, you're always doing things with your kids and always, you know, uh, taking the wife out and blah, 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 blah. Um, but you're also always talking about the business and you're also always at the office, et cetera. Uh, what time you get up in the morning? Oh, about three o'clock every morning. Yes, you're sir. consistent on, with it, even on Saturdays. And you've had a you had a you've had a great health journey as well, too, yes. right? Yeah, yeah. I, I lost over uh, about 180 pounds over the last, I would say, five years. That is completely insane. Yeah. Congratulations, Thank by you. the way. That's Thank a you. dude. And I want to say something about that just briefly, right? When and 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 hear me clearly on this. When I changed my health. And my mindset, my life changed. Mm. My business evolved. My personal life evolved. Mm. I became a more mature and well-rounded and humble man when I changed my health mindset. And uh, by any means necessary, I had to change my health mindset. right? Right. And so... Uh, I get up in the morning, literally, and before I brush my teeth, I'm on my Peloton, mm. right? I fast. I, 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 I'm nutrition buff. I, I like to research what does what and how it works in your body, et cetera, et cetera. And literally, it has evolved down and trickled down to my family. So even mm. my daughters, even my wife, uh, we're, we're more conscious about it. Right. But when that changed, my business evolved and grew. I grew as a person. I grew as a man. I grew as a father, and so it definitely has connection. 
I think that's one of the things that most entrepreneurs struggle with. They don't understand how important it is to invest in yourself. Like you feel like you got to always be working in your business and it's counterintuitive, but you have to take time for yourself in order for your business to I advance. mean, if you think about this, you are the glue. Right. You can't right. you can't af- you can't afford to to dry to dry rot. Absolutely correct. Like if I dry rot tomorrow, it's a it's a world of things that will will fall. Mm-hmm. And so I take that in consideration, right? Uh, even if I had other, which I I'm con- consistently working on other redundancies to 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 take that away from me, where uh, things can still flow, even right. though I'm not there. But if the if the mind if the if the the, the head of it all falls, that's it. It's like an army. You kill a, kill the head of the snake, and the army dies. That's it. That's so it. I always have that mindset. I wake up with that mindset. I go to sleep with it. But, uh, but those those two things are highly important because I have to take, I can't sacrifice my family for the greater good of the business, right? And you don't want to sacrifice your business for the greater good of your family, even though morally that doesn't sound correct. But um, you have to have that mindset that you're going to be consistently pivoting until you get to that point of entrepreneurship where you're able to step away from your business maybe 100%. And it still flows right. and it's passive. Right. And things happen. And so thank God I have an understanding family and wife that uh, gives me the opportunity Super to soar. supportive. Super I mean, she, she, she's like, I can wake up at two in the morning, so I'm going to the office. It's not a question. Right. And I think it's because I proved several times over and over again that we're in this position right now, we are in life, because of me making those important decisions. Right. Um, and so and so that's that's a, I think that's a constant struggle of many family families and entrepreneurs, uh, right. mostly from a male perspective. But, uh, you know, we have to continue to be the foundation of our home, but continue to be the foundation of our business. And it takes a it takes a it, it takes an engine like one of my clients told me, you got an engine on you, Larry. Mm-hmm. Don't ever don't ever turn it off. Like, right. Keep it going. Make sure you take care of yourself. Yeah, I, I think I, I, I share in that sentiment, um, everything, all of that stuff you said is super important, um, you know, but having a supportive spouse, I think, when you're an entrepreneur is, is critical, just as well as, you know, maintaining your health and keeping yourself in the it game. It is. You know? It is. It's one, at the top of the list. One of my things, too, is that I think one of the reasons I've been successful is because uh, my wife, too, is an entrepreneur. And she allows me to be me, you know. She doesn't. Right. A lot of she always says that people when when people finally meet her, like, how, wait, <laughs> that's who we married to. How you, how you deal with that guy? Yeah, how you deal with that dude all day? <laughs> but yes, indeed. She, you know, she accepts me for who I am, um, and I know I know for a fact I'm a handful to deal with. I mean, you see me in right in my business, uh, right with my business arm on. I just you know I approach business the way I would approach anything in life. I you know I'm a winner. Right. And I'm not going I'm not going to accept the loss, especially um, something that's within my control. And I feel like most things when it comes to business, it is, is it within my control. It so is. I approach it as such. And uh, How do you say, exp- Daryl, get out your own way, get out your own way, man. And, you know, I, you know, Kobe Bryant's one of my favorite people to ever live. And that's the kind I, I, I carry that same kind of mentality into business, like that mumble mentality in man, terms of like, listen. It. We got we got to win, and if you yeah. ain't a part of the solution, you're a yeah. part of the problem. That's so you it. need to get out the way. And you know, a lot of people, I, I think it's comical. I've I've been noticing this a lot lately since you know the firm has been open for quite some time. People come and go. This is natural, man. It natural is. progress, especially in our industry with you know the practice of law. And it, without fail, 
uh, when I meet people who have met people that work for work for us, man, Daryl, man, he's he's some serious man. <laughs> but you know, they all they 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 understand the honest approach to it. You right. know what I mean? And they a lot of people try to come back. They want to come back and work from work with us because they go out and they experience it from a different perspective. And they like, oh well. He was he hard. Was, on he the, wasn't that bad. He wasn't that bad nah. though, because we were everybody was winning. Shout out to your team, man. For for you know, entrepreneurs, man. We have crazy. We crazy, man. Like you, <laughs> we gotta be a little crazy. We gotta be nuts. Like my team look at me sometimes, like man. I, I wish he just like I'm just I'm I'm on. I'm on from the time I get there to the time I leave. But and guess then, what? And I don't if turn it off. If you ain't, what happens? Right. Everything fails. Everything if, falls. Without question, you don't have an option. I know they look at me sometimes and say, what is he talking like? Why is he so enthused about the littlest thing? Because we're, we're, we're technology professionals. And we will not, we're not going to take that on, we're not going to put that on the back seat just to make a dollar. We're going to keep that consistency. Right. So right. Uh, right now we're growing our team and the people that come in. Our interviews are, are, are fierce because I'm I'm letting them know it's just not we're not just the IT guys. We're not going to a client head down fix a computer. Yeah, you're gonna speak, customer service, professionalism. It's a whole vibe with Absolutely. your company. Yeah, you're not. That's what sets us apart. That's why we're growing. And again, and so, that, that that goes to that that idea of trust. You know what I mean? Right. Like if you're not personable, uh, people are people are naturally uh, naturally intimidated by what they don't understand. Most people don't understand technology and, right. and, and, and IT. So if you go in and you you present yourself as if, you know, well, I can't really trust them. They're not telling me what's going on and I, right. you know, I don't feel like I got a connection with them. You know, that's going to always block the uh, evolution of the relationship. It will. But you have to, you know, the, the fact that you take the approach that you do in terms of running your business and the way you lead, you know, I, I, I see you regularly, um, like, on the front lines, mm-hmm. you know that's that's one of the things I pride myself on too. I call myself a field general. Absolutely, you know I'm not gonna sit back and tell people what to do. Oh, I'm I love show being you. in the field. I'm gonna show you what this is. I love it. You know I'm gonna show you how it feels, and I'm gonna show you what you need to be doing. I lead by example, and that's the most important thing to me in terms of growing a business and creating a uh, a synergy with your your team members. Yep, they got to know that you're in it with them. Like, and you'll see a bit of them. Uh, You'll you see a bit of you in them, mm-hmm. their mannerisms, their the, their conversations start to evolve. Right, the way they approach clients and they have a love for it. I, I tell them all the time, uh, forget innovative IT partners on the wall. Imagine if this was your name. Right, I took that approach when I was working in corporate America. You know, everyone I spoke to knew that Larry took that approach of ownership when he was working. IT technology for another company. Larry, we got to get out of here. But what I do want to do is if somebody wants to hire you and they want uh, to partner with you for the IT needs, can you give us the information? Sure. it's uh, You can reach us at InnovativeITPartners.com. Our email is also info at InnovativeITPartners.com. Uh, social media, same handle, Innovative IT Partners. Um, you can also call the office 504-308-1044. Extension one. That's five zero four three zero eight ten forty four, extension one. Um, and I do want to mention this before we get out of here. We do have a uh, non for profit called the IT Kids. We didn't even talk about STEM that. Learning Centers. Right. That's the whole name. We're located on twenty twenty two Aretho Castle Haley. It's it's our old innovative IT partners office. Where I was able to retain it, and we've converted it over to our non for profit STEM Learning Center. We're going to focus heavy on STEM, uh, specifically the IT foundation of STEM. 
And so, Larry, we appreciate it. We definitely want people to visit you online so you get more information. The IT, the IT Kids Camp and uh, program is awesome. Thank you for being on Down by Law again. We're going to have you back because we missed a whole segment of information we were talking about. <laughs> right. Thanks for listening to another episode, guys. We'll see you next week. We always advise people to never take the first offer that has been made by an insurance company. And the reason being is because normally that offer is not fair compensation for your injuries. You know, oftentimes, you, you know, if they make an offer early on, you haven't had the proper medical treatment, you haven't had any tests to diagnose actually what's going on with, you know, what kind of injuries you sustain. So taking the first offer always puts you in a bad position because it's not what you really deserve. It's not justice. This message has been brought to you by Wright Gray Trial Lawyers, 504-500-0000, for the culture, for the community, for you.